This is a breakdown of last week's episode on Israel Keys. If you haven't listened to that episode, you may want to pause this one and go back and take a listen, as we're going to be discussing the research and the timelines we went over in that episode today. This is the CTN Breakdown. Today, we're discussing part one of our series on Israel Keys. <laughs> Welcome, nerdlings, to tonight's CTN Breakdown. And if my voice sounds a little funny, it's because it does sound a little funny. <laughs> I have a sinus. <laughs> I have a sinus infection. Poor body. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna power through this. But yeah, if I sound a little off, it's because I am. <laughs> yeah. Aw, friend, you you're doing good. You're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got an interesting breakdown to dive into tonight, as this is the first episode of our four part series on Israel Keys. We're going to try and stay focused on just the first part we covered in last week's episode tonight, as we will be breaking down each section with our thoughts and discussions for each part of the series. Yeah, so these cases relating to Israel Keys are definitely one that you, Ash, <laughs> um, that you've been wanting to to cover since pretty much the beginning of CTN. I literally remember before even releasing an episode or going live, you and I having a discussion about eventually doing this. I think we had planned to do this far sooner than we actually ended up doing, um, but I think it worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I thought I I had known quite a bit about this case and just like who Israel Keys was. You know, I was we live in Vermont. We were very unfortunately familiar with with what happened to the couriers and things. So, turned out I actually did not know nearly as much as I I thought I initially did um, after going just deep diving into this uh, case over the last couple of months and all of the different aspects of his personality and his history. I, I was kind of surprised about how many things came up that I, I wasn't aware of. It, I did find a lot of the research fascinating. It was just a lot of research in this. Yeah, it was definitely a heavy research series. I mean, all of them are, but for this, it, it was it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, this is our first series. Yeah, it's our first series, and there were definitely nights where Nat and I were like, we're recording tonight, right? And then we're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> we would procrastinate. Let's wait for tomorrow because it's it's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack. And it's it's dark. This guy is not – this guy's a monster. So it's pretty hard to to dive into this and, and not come out feeling just sad and horrified by all of the events and everything that, that went down. It's really hard not to not to be mentally invested in this one. Yeah. And and you and I were actually reading um the book American Predator. Yeah. During all this too. Yeah, we both read that. Uh what was it? Um what is her name? Maureen Callahan? Yep, Maureen Callahan. Yeah, the book was I was listening to it on audio and reading it. So I was kind of flipping back and forth between the two. It's a fascinating read, so heavily recommend it um, for anyone who's interested in just knowing more about the case and what led up to his arrest and really a lot of fine finite details that that I myself had not been aware of. I know – I think you read the book before I did. Yeah, I read it um, probably about a year ago, I believe. And then mm-hmm. since we we're doing the episode, I kind of reread. Yeah, because you were taking notes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so um, definitely we read the book. Uh, we both went through a lot of newspaper articles, a lot of newspaper articles for this one. So – um, but it was, you know, we learned a lot, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right, nerdlings, let's break down the past of Israel Keys. So, as you know, serial killers often have abuse in their past, whether it be family mm. members or close, not even family members, just people close to them. Um, you see that often. And my burning question for you, Nat, seeing as we went through Israel's past, mm. do you think his upbringing impacted his future development into a serial killer? Or do you think he would have always been that way? Mm, that is a good question. I, I, I personally do believe that people are born this way because he didn't really go through a lot of trauma either um, as far as I, I found. And maybe he did and it wasn't reported. It's very possible. But on the surface, I'll say it didn't seem like he went through a lot of family trauma. Um, he just was one of a lot of children. They definitely had a very fundamentalist Christian upbringing. And, and I definitely think maybe having on the rules and strict family life for sure I'm sure that helped mold him 100%. I think I think it did. But I don't know if that made him a serial killer. I, I kind of lean towards no. I think I think he he was a sociopath from birth. Yeah, it's it's hard to gauge because when you think of, like I said, serial killers in the past, a lot of it was child abuse. Mm. But there are a lot of unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are abused that don't turn out to be serial killers. So right, right. Yeah, it's no excuse. Yeah. And like you said, from the research we have done, we didn't see any child abuse. At least physical abuse or, or, or sexual. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, what happens behind closed doors, no one knows. But as far as what was reported, I didn't see a single thing about abuse when he was a child. Yeah, and I wonder, because um, remember his neighbors, the Kehos, they had mm -hmm. they had turned into... Um, Spree killers. Yeah. Because they abducted a family, yeah. So I wonder... I mean, I don't know if that if that had a big impact. Um, I'm well, sure it did. Yeah, because they were in the. I know the father for Kehoe. Um, I can't. Sorry, I'm blanking on his name, but um, he was part of the Aryan Nation. So, I, I it seems like that was definitely a heavy influence in that area that they had they had settled in at that point in time. Yeah, I don't know. I can't help but wonder if maybe like the that relationship with those two boys. It sounds like they were a little bit older than him. Yeah. That if that, I mean, they would later grow up to become killers. So you could, do you kind of have to wonder if maybe he learned it from them. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know on this one. I don't have a good answer because, like we said, there's not much mm -mm. about the past. No, not much at all. And I think if the type of personality that keys had i don't know if he necessarily would have talked about any abuse or anything like that growing up yeah that's true so he was i don't know he he only told investigators what he wanted to tell them yeah yeah so do we think it's possible he killed more than 11 people or even killed in more locations mm. than he said because as you said he liked to keep what he mm -hmm. had to himself that's a i go back and forth on that one i really do there are days where I, in, in this where I was like, nope, it's 11. I think it was only 11. And then there are days that I am like, oh, I think he lied. I think it's more. I'll be straight, though. I do not ever think it's less than 11, if that makes sense. Like, I do not think he was one of those serial killers that was kind of cush. What's the word for it? I hate this. hate the way this works. But they like um, they boast about more kills, killing more people than than what they actually did. I don't think he was one of those. I think he legitimately did kill at least 11. I would 
I go back on fourth on if it was more. Not I never think it's less. But what do you think? Uh, um, yeah, I'm kind of in this, of course, in the same boat as you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I mean, obviously you go online, you go on Reddit, yeah. and Web Sleuths, and you see people talk about this. And mm-hmm. there's a surprising amount of people that think he's lying about the 11 and actually think he only murdered the three. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. I watched a lot of the, um, and I know you have too, we watched a lot of the- um, Interrogations. Yeah, the interrogations. Yeah. I don't know. He lied about a lot. Don't get me wrong. Like, he lied a lot. I, I actually think he did do at least an 11. The only reason I go back to that, and I don't want to dive too, too deep into the, the reasonings behind that, I think it's something that we'll talk more about in the, towards the end of the the fourth, as we get towards the end of the series. But um, I definitely think eleven was a key number for him. I think he, I think he had a very set number in his mind. That was what he was going to do, and I think a lot of his, a lot of the things that led up to his final victim, I think tie in with that personally. Yeah, and I remember you talking with me about that, and I think you're on a good track with that. And yeah, long, long circle. But to answer your story, I believe it was at least eleven. Mm-hmm. And do we agree that he didn't kill anyone while he was in the military or? Mm. See, I go back and forth on that one because, okay, so there's two things I go back and forth on. One, we know that Keyes already was capable of just rape and assault, which he did to begin with. So I definitely think not only are they looking for 11 murder victims, I also think that there's a heavy amount of probably unsolved rapes. I personally do not think it was just one. I I think he assaulted many women. I think when he was away in the military, man, I went back and forth on that one because supposedly he killed his first person before he went in, but then he goes four years without killing somebody. That that doesn't really – I don't know. Yeah. Just – to me, it doesn't track. But, you know, he was overseas in in Egypt, which I'm from – you know, if he was over in the Sinai Peninsula, that's that's a hard place to kind of get. It's nowhere near like – it's not in Cairo. It's nowhere near like Alexandria. I think it was closest actually to Israel or Israel's um, Tel Aviv. So could he have murdered somebody in Tel Aviv? Possibly. I would be surprised by that. And I don't think he was there very long. I think he was only there for like a few months. So I don't know. Maybe it's just that they were under such heavy um, watch because it's the military that he couldn't. I mean, he does have a lot of willpower. Yeah. Overall, like he he consistently like kills like one person every other year. It's not every year for him. So, I don't know. I I I, I go back and forth on that one. I don't have a good answer on that. Is the answer I I <laughs> that's another one. I'm just I feel like that's my answer for all of these. I don't know. <laughs> um yeah, I I lean towards no. I guess that's where I'm going with today. I think it's a no. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Ah. Uh. I have a hard time believing he went so long without murder. Mm, so you think he did? Yeah, I. Uh, well, I. Mean, I it's fair. Unfortunately, I do believe that if he didn't murder, he definitely, unfortunately, raped a lot of women in that time. Hmm. I. That's um, what I was thinking too. Yeah. So. Yeah, he was probably doing something against somebody's will to control himself. I. I. I think. I mean, this guy is kind of bloodthirsty in a way. So, like, 
I don't know. I can see both arguments. I really can. I'm going to go with no. Yeah. And, wow, this is a rare moment. We don't often disagree, but uh, I, I totally think you're valid. And I, I could have been swayed. I almost was swayed, but I'm like, ah, I'm going to go with no. Yep. I'm going to stay with it. <laughs> Ask me in six months, I might change my mind. But for now, it's no. Yep. So my next question for you, Nat, what do you think motivated him to drive to the locations he did? Do you think he had plans to kill in each and every one, or was it just on a whim? I think, I'm having to think about this, I do think that wherever he went, he would mark out places that he was like, yeah, you know what, this is somewhere I want to come back to. And so I think those would be the ones that he would kind of put his like kill kits or what have yous in. It's interesting that all of the locations that we know he murdered or confessed to murdering people, whether we know who the victims are or not, every one of those locations were places he had lived or had ties to in some form of way, with the exception of Vermont. But Ash and I were doing a bunch of checking on maps. And one of the things, you know, that Ash had discovered was that he had this, um, what was it, a cabin? Oh. Or property in New York? Yes, he had a cabin in upstate New York. Yeah, and that was only a few hours from here. And he typically would fly into, like, Boston. He would drive through Manchester. And then, of course, to get over to New York the way he was going, he would come through Vermont. So he had probably traveled through here frequently. Again, same goes. His brother lived in Maine. So he would be traveling the opposite way. So he would be traveling upstate New York to Vermont, over to New Hampshire, up to Maine that way. So I'm not surprised that he probably had Vermont picked out um, in the past. I'm not. I think he does typically go where it may not seem like it. It seems like he goes all over the place. But I actually think he he typically does go to places and murders people in places he's comfortable with or familiar with. Yeah, um, I'm in that same vein. I also think Vermont is so vast and so... It's rural. It's very rural. There's a lot of places to cover, I guess. So if you want to drive to upstate New York, but you don't want to take the ferry, right? which I assume... Israel Keys would not because there's probably cameras. There's They're tracking your transactions, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Tickets. There is a way around those ferries, and it's very, very much farmland the whole way. Mm. Yeah, that kind of tracks with his past, too. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's one of those people. He's so comfortable in the woods and in rural communities. That was his hunting – I hate to use that term – hunting ground. Ugh, I hate that term. But that was his uh, – what do you say it? Um his preferred locations. I think a lot of that, I, I think with Israel, it for him, it wasn't so much about the people at all. He knew he was going to kill people. He didn't seem to have a victim type as far as we can tell. But I think for him, it was location-based. So he would be like, I'm going to murder somebody in Vermont. I'm going to murder somebody in Texas or in Washington. Like, does that make sense? Like, it seems like a whim, but it's not. Like, I don't know how to explain that. But Ooh, actually, Nat, I just thought of something. Mm. Remember how you told me that you had read in places that Israel Keys kind of looked up to Ted Bundy? Mm-hmm, yeah. So Ted Bundy was actually born in Vermont. True, he was. And the, his mother, uh, isn't it, he came back here to find out that his mother wasn't who he thought she was. It was his sister yeah. who ended up being his mother, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So... It is interesting. And then, of course, he's on the West Coast in a lot of the locations Bundy was. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit there for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, I I noticed that with Israel. He had a, like, I, I don't know. Israel, he's a serial killer, so he's kind of terrible human being no matter how you look at this. He just is. But um, he had this like weird hero worship of other serial killers, which is deplorable and disgusting, but it's the mind of a serial killer. You know, this is not my views, but he seemed to have this like hero worship of, of certain ones. I know Ted Bundy was one. Um, I think Jeffrey Dahmer. I could be wrong on that one, but like the typical – um, serial killers that you, you they're most notorious um and he would have books and stuff on them so i'm not surprised it does almost seem at times like he's modeled some of his behaviors after other serial killers for sure yeah and at least bundy for sure yeah and maybe that was some reason why he came to vermont i don't know maybe, maybe it was maybe. i don't know it's very hard to get into the mind of a monster <laughs> yeah you don't want to that's for sure but yeah, yeah, he definitely liked it. Um, he liked Bundy for whatever reason. So yeah, that tracks. So we know about his last few crimes before being caught, and we'll be diving further into those in future episodes. But focusing on Jesse's earlier crimes, Nat, do you think he used similar methods to what he would do later on? Hmm. I think he was starting to figure out what his methods would be early on. I think there are some things that kind of show up in this that definitely show up later on. Um, for example, one thing that caught my attention was when he assaulted the unknown victim, the young girl. He specifically mentions that he had brought a knife with him. I found that really interesting because two, I believe two of his, one of his victims for sure later on, he had brought a knife as well and had actually stabbed them. So... Uh, we'll get into that a little deeper in the next or later on. But to me, that stood out. I could see where he was beginning to figure out like that was part of his process methodology. So I, I definitely see that. Yeah. The only thing that really stood out to me was when he was younger, he would steal weapons and guns from neighbors and he would actually have a hidden cache at his parents' house mm. that he would put the guns and weapons in. So that's kind of like a really awful foreshadow into mm -hmm. what is going to happen in the future with his kill kits. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it that absolutely was the the other thing that came to mind was the secret cache because that I, I believe I I didn't mention it specifically in the the episode, but his mother would actually later find that cache and she would figure out pretty easily that Israel had stolen those guns and those weapons. And she, I think she had actually made him go and report or um, apologize to to the neighbors for it, for taking them. That's how it's known. But yeah, he definitely kind of had that secretive behavior of finding things. It's like he t would take things he treasured and put them away somewhere. Like for him, it was really, he was a very big gun enthusiast um, and weapons enthusiast, even at a young age. So he would take those and they were kind of like his little secret stash and he would hide them. It makes sense yeah. in a way because that would later lead to a very similar behavior he's doing in the woods. Uh, wherever he's going, he's just leaving his weapons. It's interesting when you kind of start to tear things apart. You can actually almost see not a pattern per se with him, but like a series of events that definitely led up to where he ended his life, I guess you could say. But with that... We're going to pause in this chapter of our breakdown of serial killer Israel Keys. We will dive in deeper to the disappearance and subsequent murders of Bill and Lorraine Courier from Essex, Vermont next week. 
And we're going to be releasing a mini-sode midweek regarding one of the other assumed victims, Deborah Feldman, who was abducted April 9th, 2009. We did want to do a small, there's not much known on her abduction and, and assumed murder, but we did want to cover it. So we're going to do a small episode that will release probably sometime in the middle of next week. We wanted to just cover her case as well, just so that she not be forgotten. You know, that's kind of our rule. No victim is forgotten. And and she mattered. So we do hope that that folks will, will take a few minutes and listen to her episode as well. But with that, we will catch you next time, you crime-loving nerdlings.